after the last podcast, the back channel lit up. And when I say lit up, I really do mean lit up. In that podcast, I made mention of a potential conflict of interest. And I used Dylan McCulloch as the example. I said, how can the HP management team query the development and the training and the data of Dylan McCulloch when Dylan McCulloch is directly competing with, in this case, uh, Taylor Reed for exactly the same position? I really didn't think too much about it. But then all of a sudden the back channel started to light up and saying that there is so much more to the story and to potential conflict of interest. I need to stress here, I didn't seek out this information. It's all done anonymously. I don't know who these people are. But the one thing that's been going on now for over two years is that triathlon leaks like a sieve, but there are people out there that want the story to get out. I have decided I'm just going to lay out the facts as best I know them and let you out there draw your own conclusions. Are we back in Sam Ward country? I just don't know. We may be, we might not be. I've decided to put together all that I know so far, all the backstories we've been fed about potential conflicts of interest, which, to be fair, go back way further than I even knew existed. I was told that there were potential conflicts of interest going right back to Mark Elliott. Now, that is something I haven't got the foggiest clue about, no understanding whatsoever. All I can do is relate the backstory that I've heard about the history of conflict of interests in HP and triathlon in New Zealand. Now, if I get any of this wrong, anyone can correct me and I will come on and I will unreservedly apologise and correct if I got any parts of this wrong. The story goes like this. At the end of Mark Elliott's reign at the top of HP, it was agreed that there would be no more conflicts of interest amongst the HP coaches. It's just, it's just, it's too hard. Okay, this is what happened next. Hamish Carter was the the GM of HP. He turns around and he contracts Stephen Sheldrake. So we go, we only lasted what must have been a few months or whatever it was. And we, we come out of a potential conflict of interest and we then go straight back into that conflict of interest, right? And that was raised there. And Stephen Sheldrake was perceived as a conflict of interest. And then you have to then add into that, under that era, this is in the lead up to Tokyo, is Sam Ward. Now, whether you like it or not, Sam, I'm, I'm sorry to bring Sam Ward up for Sam Ward's family, but I don't think they'd mind. Sam Ward was a genuine, he qualified his own spot, top 30 qualified his own spot. He then gets told, nah, you're not good enough, you don't fit into the mixed relay, even though Stephen Sheldrake's involved in this. He's not the selector, but he's involved in it. So the conflict of interest is there. It looks, it's, and it looks, it looks terrible, and it ended up being terrible. The backstory around Sam Ward was that the people that were trying to raise awareness to just how, how the, the injustice that they saw over that selection got shut down, they got kicked off Try and Z's um, social media, they weren't allowed, they were silenced. Now that came from back channels from a previous podcast. Just a reminder how it all played out. Our mixed relay team were terrible at Tokyo. They finished oh, 12th, I think they might have beaten the Mexicans and maybe another team or two. Absolutely C-grade performance. Yeah, that's what it was. 
I do think, though, that our mixed relay team could be potential medal contenders in LA. I don't think they're, I don't think they're uh, medalists' potential in Paris. Anyway, those are just the thoughts of now, but back to the story. So we have the Sam Ward scenario, at which point the board turn around and go, okay, enough's enough, that's it, conflicts of interest are over. No more, right? No mass, no mass, no more conflicts of interest. But then what happens, right? Um, they go, oh, we'll kick the can down the road, eh? We'll say no more conflicts of interest after the Commonwealth Games uh, last year in Birmingham, I think, was where the Com Games were, right? So they kick the can down the road. And by this, I'm not talking about the current CEO or the current HP GM because they weren't here. This isn't this isn't this isn't their shit sandwich. Okay, it's got nothing to do with these guys. But there is one recurring theme who this is absolutely the recurring theme. They were there all the time, and that is the board of Triathlon New Zealand. They oversaw and okayed Stephen Sheldrake. That was where the conflict of interest and the fight over Sam Ward began. Right, they did that. The board was there when they decided to kick the can down the road and say, okay, now they can, these HP guys can coach, but after uh, the Com Games, that's it, you can't coach anymore, right? And so at that point, we all thought that it was over and that it was all that it was all done and dusted. They all shift, all their athletes, all their athletes had moved over to other coaches or whatever it was. I I don't know. Again, I'm happy to be happy to be sort of corrected. Triathlon New Zealand at time of recording haven't got back to me and told me what the story is around the conflict of interest, right? But my understanding is this: is that the athletes then complained and saying, "Well, it's not fair on us that we're having to switch coaches." So guess what happens? You guess it dead right. The can gets kicked down the road a third time, a third time now, and the conflict or the potential for conflict of interest is sitting there front and centre. With all that in mind, I'm now going to shift the conversation slightly to the domestique conversation to about providing support for Hayden Wild in Paris. Just yesterday in Cagliari, we think, yes, and we're right, Hayden Wild's Swim is improving out of sight. Fantastic, phenomenal. But let's be clear about this. Hayden Wild was not first bunch in Cagliari. He was second bunch. And that second bunch, just like he was second bunch in Abu Dhabi, right? And that proved to be really fateful for Hayden. That's why we are going on so hard about providing cover for Hayden Wild that at that moment, Hayden's in the second bunch, and this is a very, very likely scenario for Paris. He may be 10 seconds off that front bunch. That's where you want the domestique to go, Hayden, I'll pull the watts. My job's to get you up to that front bunch, and then we can work on whatever strategy we've got from there. So I have a genuine right to ask myself, why is Triathlon New Zealand and the HP program so silent, so silent on the domestique argument and 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 supporting Hayden. I'm going to do a little bit of a sideways shift to try and explain it, so just bear with me. I personally believe that HP in this country is easily divided out into, in cycling terms, three or four different grades. There's A grade. A grade is Hayden Wild and anyone that can finish in the top 10. And at the moment, it's clear that Hayden is the only New Zealander in that grade. 
Next grade would be B graders, sort of 10th to 20th place. And in that, I would place uh, NVDK. I feel that she has true potential. If she can sort her swim out, she could be A grade. I really think that she is coming on so well. Sorry to say, I don't think that there's anyone else from New Zealand that could finish in, in that, it would be in that B grade level. So then we move to C grade. And C grade are those athletes that are sort of finishing from 20th to 30th. And in that, that's where you put Dylan McCulloch, Taylor Reid, possibly Trent Thorpe, but that's about it. So there's C grade. And and to be fair, um, I think Dylan is on the shoulder of perhaps maybe jumping up a, up a division to... I think he, he's knocking on the door anyway. I can also back this up. Right now, there is no way you would call Christian Blumfeld the pit bull. He's not A grade, not close. Just can't swim. So that way, he's definitely down in B grade. That's where it is for him. Possibly even as far as... Look, and check this out. Gustav Eden, when we're talking about ITU racing, is C grade, right? He's so far out the back that he's just not in contention, not remotely in contention. The swimmer's so poor, he's C grade. So that's not being disrespectful when I call our HP athletes B grade and C grade. If I'm calling Blumfeld definitely a B grader and at the weekend in Cagliari we saw a B grade performance from the pit bull because he just can't swim well enough. So you're thrown into B grade, that's it, right? See and 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 as for Gus, God yeah, let's just go with let's just go with C grade. That's about as good as he gets. I'm pretty confident he got beaten by um Dylan McCulloch, and also uh, Taylor Reed in Yokohama. That's what I mean by a C-grade athlete. So New Zealand currently has one athlete that could potentially medal at Paris, more than potentially. He is absolutely there. So if we're talking about high performance, we should be talking about Hayden Wilde. That's who we should be talking about, right? That should be That should dominate... The airwaves, it should dominate the conversation for the HP team, right? He's an A-grader. We should be working to help our A-grade athlete. Blind Freddy and all his mates know one thing. New Zealand currently only has one A-grade athlete, one athlete that's potentially able to medal or top 10. So why are we not throwing, not all our resources, but a major part of our resources into helping protect Hayden and the domestique argument. Why are we on the podcast continually just laughing it off and going, we know it's not going to happen. We just know it's not going to happen. And then this story came out via the back channel. Just after New Plymouth Conti Cup, there was a hooey down in New Plymouth. Had all the big hitters in it. I don't know who these big hitters were because I wasn't at the meeting. This is a, a back channel conversation. And CK, and I think if I've just what I've just described there, C grade has the only A grade athlete. That 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 means he deserves you know to be given the talking stick, and he did, deserves to be heard at this hui. He basically said that will Triathlon New Zealand provide domestic cover for Hayden, which is the topical conversation, and we've been banging on about it. I don't know what happened next, but there were thirty or forty people in the room, so they know what happened next. But it sounds to me like that Stephen Sheldrake then shut that conversation down and wouldn't allow it to continue. He had his reasons, 
but it got shut down. So straight away, I'm going, is there a conflict of interest again? And the reason I'm saying that is, is because Sheldrake not only represents high performance in New Zealand for triathlon, he also represents an athlete that may or may not be impacted by a domestique scenario. And yeah, getting back to what I said about the grading, what's critical here is that we are on the edge of witnessing a potential gold medalist in Paris next year. And quite simply, HP are turning around and going, you're on your own, mate. You and CK, you're just on your own. Do your own thing. We'll leave you alone. Do your own thing. We'll do our thing and you do your thing. Well, I'm sorry, but that's dysfunctional, right? That's dysfunctional. Um, I like to add to that, right? They don't want to be dragged into this conversation. They just want to get on with their thing. They want to get on with uh, taking on Alex Yee. They don't want to be dragged through the muck here. But the, for me, if you want to see where all the roads lead to, why we are, why this whole podcast is, is being produced today in, in such a style, because you need to point your finger at the Board of Triathlon New Zealand. It was the Board of Triathlon New Zealand, lawyers, accountants, business people, that comfortably allowed a conflict of interest to occur when Hamish Carter said, I want Stephen Sheldrake on the team. Bammo, first Second conflict of interest, straight after the Mark Elliott saga. Again, it was the board that says, kick the can down the road. Let's move it to the Com Games. It was the board that okayed. The board signed everything off, right? The board then signed off. Okay, let's kick the can down again, the road again after Com Games. Let's kick it out to Paris. Let's bring all of this conversation into play. But what else the board also did was they created the document for Paris that was so inflexible that, there's, that the lawyers are going to become involved and the lawyers are the ones that are going to decide who goes to Paris. Again, if my whispers are correct, it sounds like the CEO is trying to look into this domestic argument, but the lawyers are pushing back. They're worried about ending up in court if they deviate from what they're doing. Well, we're here at the public and we're saying to ourselves, are you guys serious? You guys should be ashamed of yourselves, one, for allowing this conflict of interest to continue. I cannot believe professionals can behave in such a manner. Why are you not acting in the best interests of our sport? Shame on you all. That is the Board of Triathlon New Zealand. Bammo, I'm going straight for your eyes. I'm sorry to be so vicious, but that's, that is why we are in this situation, because you allowed it, and, and unbelievably, you think it acceptable to kick the can down the road again and again and again. Maybe it's because you thought you could do it all invisibly. Well, now it's all starting to come out, right? So I'm sorry about that, but that's how I see that. And that's only the first part. And now we have a high-performance program, for whatever reason, that completely ignores, that focuses on the B and C grade level triathletes. Now, I don't understand how that money comes in, but I would imagine that Hayden Wilde got the pot up to $1.3 million by virtue of his silver medal in Tokyo. He deserves the hint that, that, that the most important person to talk at that hui is Craig Kirkwood. He shouldn't, he doesn't deserve to be closed down. He's only raising the most obvious thing. We want support for Hayden Wilde. And the board are turning around. Now, there's two lawyers on our board, right? Come on. 
this should be bread and butter? Or are you all terrified that, that we're going to end up in court again? Well, goodness only knows how this one's going to play out. And I want to finish with a prayer. Lord Almighty Triathlon God, somewhere in the lava fields of Kona, all we all come together as servants of triathlon and we pray for one thing, that Dylan McCulloch gets a fair shot at wearing the Olympic colours because right now, after the last couple of performances, arguably he is the clear number two. I hope, I've said it from day one this year, we just want a fair fight. I'm worried about the way CK got shut down in at the Hui in New Plymouth. That worries me intensely. I'm worrying about the silence from the board of... Um, trying to sort out whether we're going to have a domestic program at all, that we can't have one. Right, well, you know, if that's the case, then the Board of Triathlon New Zealand, shame on you, shame on you all. Okay, sorry it was so sad, sorry it was depressing, but it was, I had to respond to the back channel messages that I've received over the last week. Peace out.